It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Stu does America. Tis the season to give me money for gifts. Yes, uh, it's true. StuDoesMerch.com. All the best conservative gifts for all the conservatives you love on your Christmas list and some of the liberals you hate. Go to StuDoesMerch.com. Use the code Stu10. If you're watching on YouTube, just subscribe to the channel. We've got some great stuff coming up uh, here as we get into election season that you're not going to want to miss out on. I would recommend, uh, like this video, of course, but also hit the bell for notifications because we're going to be going live. We're going to have new uh, stuff on the channel, so you don't want to miss that. Jeffy Fisher is going to be here with a major Christmas announcement. You do not want to miss the major Christmas announcement coming in just minutes on this program. Mark Cuban is up to something. I don't know exactly what it is, but I will be happy to speculate. But we start by doing... F.U. money. Yes, Elon's F.U. money. He's got it in spades, as we all know. One of the richest people. In fact, I don't know, is he the richest? He's always bouncing around between one, two, or three on that list. Um, and he made some news yesterday, you may have seen. I want to go through what he said, at least part of it, and, and go through what it all means here in a second. But just to rewind and kind of bring us up to speed. We know he took over Twitter um, renamed it X, of course, um, and it, with the goal of basically making it more of a free speech. He wanted to make it a town square, and he wanted to make uh, it a free speech zone for everybody to not feel like they're getting censored all the time. That's what he seemingly has cared a lot about. Now, he got in a little bit of trouble with advertisers here and there, and they've kind of gone and come back. He hired a new CEO to bring them back, very advertising-friendly CEO to bring them back, and that has gone on for a while now. And then sort of got derailed a couple of weeks ago when he agreed to a tweet that came off as anti-Semitic. I think the tweet itself kind of was anti-Semitic. Um, he clarified what he meant by agreeing to this, um, basically saying, like, you know, I'm not saying all Jews are doing this. He was talking about specific organizations like the ADL. Uh, and, you know, he's been defended by people uh, like Ben Shapiro, who is I would whether whatever you think about Ben Shapiro, I like Ben, but if you don't like him or if you like him, you probably don't think of him as all that anti-Semitic. So he even defended Elon Musk on on this. But it has caused a bunch of advertisers to run for the hills. No one wants to be associated with that. Um, or at least you don't want to be associated with right-wing anti-Semitism. Of course, it's totally fine to be associated with left-wing anti-Semitism, as almost every Democratic uh, representative seems to be these days. Um, now, after all of this happened, People are like, well, he's going to have to get these advertisers back to the platform. And he went and he visited Israel. He saw some of the terrible footage from October 7th. And people were kind of painting this as an apology tour. Musk says Israel visit was not an apology tour, but expresses regret for anti-Semitic tweet. He went on to say, that was the dumbest tweet in the world. I, that's not what I meant. I've clarified what I meant a million times. And he went into all of that. It's not all that surprising. But he was kind of pushed on this, the idea that there was an apology tour going on. And he wants to make sure that you are very clear that he's not on an apology tour. This is probably the least consistent statement with an apology tour that you're ever going to see. Watch. Apology tour, if you will. That this had been said online. There was all of the criticism. There was advertisers leaving. We talked to Bob Iger today. I hope today. they stop. You hope... Uh, don't advertise. 
You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? If, if somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go f- yourself. But go f- yourself. Is that clear? I hope it is. Hey, Bob, if you're in the audience. Well, well let me ask you then. That's how I feel. Don't about- advertise. Wow. Uh, it's almost, it's like a different universe, right? Business people don't act this way. Kind of reminded me of the Howard Hughes thing from The Aviator where he's, he's in front of Congress and just like, yeah, screw you guys. Uh, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I've been helping the country, not hurting it. You're wrong. Like there's that sort of FU mentality. And you got to get to a point where you have Elon Musk money to truly have the Elon Musk FU money because the FU money let you kind of do whatever you want. This is why Democrats hate billionaires. People are always like, well, they don't like Democrats. They don't like billionaires because they're rich. They don't like Democrats or billionaires because they are uh, they, all the income inequality. It's got nothing to do with that. They don't like billionaires because billionaires have FU money. They can't be pressured by their stupid systems and their stupid pressures and their, their annoying asks of everybody. Now, of course, they love their own billionaires that donate money to them. Those, those billionaires are okay. But as far as billionaires on the right, or even in Elon Musk's case, I guess in the middle, they don't like that because they can't pressure them into doing the things they want. The whole ESG system, to give it a, you know, kind of generalize it in that way, and this goes back to before ESG was really even a thing, you know, with the, the media matters of the world and all these other things, they're supposed to take these companies, pressure the advertisers, so they pull out, and then the person who's hosting the show or the CEO has to change their speech. They have to change their approach. They have to lie about what they actually believe. They have to hide what they believe. That's the whole plan. And that plan gets disrupted when you have a person like Elon Musk who does not care. Quite clearly, as you may have seen, he says, go F yourself. Now, he hired Linda Yaccarino to come in as the CEO of Twitter slash X. And the reason for that was to get advertisers back, largely. That's what she was known for. Uh, Linda Yaccarino addresses Musk's go F yourself comment to advertisers. Her take was a tad different than go F yourself. She says, today, Elon Musk gave a wide ranging and candid interview at DealBook 2023. He also offered an apology, an explanation and an explicit point of view about our position. <laughs> Yeah, that's one way of describing it. X is enabling an information independence that's uncomfortable for some people. We're a platform that allows people to make up their own decisions. And here's my perspective when it comes to advertising. X is standing at a unique and amazing intersection of free speech and Main Street. And the X community is powerful and is here to welcome you to our partners who believe in meaningful work. Thank you. That's not the exact tone of uh, Elon Musk. In fact, I think that's as she said. And my perspective on this is and here's a totally different statement that does not align at all with what Elon Musk said. And of course, that's her job, right? Like she knows she kind of sounds silly. She knows uh, that uh, she's basically, you know, begging at the feet of these advertisers to come back in. And she also realizes that she gets paid mightily for that particular a bit of humiliation. That is how so much happens. When you're an executive in the corporate world, a lot of times that's what your, your gig is. Like, gosh, I feel so stupid saying this. Yeah, but look at that check. See that check right there? You know how you're gonna say this dumb thing that you know you don't believe and you know sounds really stupid and everyone's gonna make fun of you and retweet it and mock you? They have $8,000 in their account. Do you? 
Do you have less or more than that? Because if it's more, then just go out there and say the, say the thing you need to say. That is so much of the executive's lives in, in a lot of these companies. Um, let me give you a couple more from Elon. This is him talking about his own personal environmental impact. Tesla has done more to help the environment than uh, all other companies combined. Uh, it would be fair to say that, therefore, as a leader of the company, I've done more for the environment than everyone else, any single human on Earth. How do you feel about that? No, no, I, but, no, how do I feel about that? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm asking you personally how you feel about that, because this goes, we're talking about power and influence and... I'm and saying, I'm saying what, I, what, what I care about is the, the reality of goodness, not the perception of it. And what I see all over the place is people who care about looking good while doing evil. <laughs> them. <laughs> Look, there are a lot of people who are interested in doing good, but uh, in looking good, but doing evil. That is a, certainly a comment. Now, look, you know, my view on Elon's environmental views is not, uh, I'm not aligned with his views. If you uh, know what he believes, I mean, of course, obviously Tesla, uh, the giant electric car company, but SpaceX, one of the main reasons SpaceX exists is to escape potential catastrophic global warming. That's, you know, is central to who Elon Musk is and what he believes. He's a, he's as bad as any leftist you know when it comes to global warming. Now, he has a much more market-based approach. He's doing it the right way. And look, he wants to do that. He should be able to do it. It's important to him, right? Like, that's just how America is supposed to work. That doesn't mean I have to agree with his environmental stances. But it is funny because when you think about this, the left loves the environment so much. They're constantly talking about how important it is. Everyone needs to do their part. And then they find a person who actually not only does his part, but the parts of millions of other people has advanced the left wing electric car movement more than anyone in history. If you actually took the statements from the past decade of left wing politicians and activists and try to analyze who has been the most important person when it comes to the environment in the world, you would say Elon Musk, yet none of them will actually give him that recognition now because why? I, I don't know. He allows free speech and opened up his factory too early from COVID. Like what? It's just bizarre. Now, there's a lot of things I like about Musk. That's not, you know, his environmental stuff isn't exactly one of them. But it, the fact that he's being treated so unfairly by the government and the Biden administration is something he also kind of commented on. Uh, here he is talking about his frustration with the Biden administration. I've been very frustrated with the Biden administration over, I think, unions and uh, feeling uh, like they uh, did not respect uh, what you've created. I well, know. I mean, with, without any, I'm doing nothing to provoke the Biden administration, they held an electric vehicle summit at the White House and specifically refused to let Tesla attend. This was in the first six months of the administration. Um, and we inquired, we're like, we literally make more electric cars than everyone else combined. Why are we not allowed? Why are you only letting UA uh, Ford, GM, Chrysler, and UAW, and you're specifically disallowing us from the EV summit at the White House? We'd, we'd done nothing to provoke them. Um, then uh, Biden went on to add insult to injury um, and publicly said that GM was leading the electric car revolution. This was in the same quarter that Tesla made 300,000 electric cars and GM made 26. Does that seem fair to you? No, it does not. And of course, it shows the reality of the situation. 
that the Biden administration uh, cares a hell of a lot more about their union supporters than they ever did about the environment. It was never real from anyone on the left. I mean, you probably know that, but I'm breaking news, I suppose, to some. Um, one of the things that's fascinating about all this that just happens at the same time all this is happening, I've been reading uh, the book Elon Musk by Walter Isaacson. Uh, that is, it's out now. It's, if you have a Spotify account and you have the uh, the Spotify Plus or whatever, it has the free audiobooks. This is one of the audiobooks that's for free. You can check it out. It's it's an interesting picture of looking at Elon Musk's life, and. I will say this, uh, I won't spoil the whole book, but his comments yesterday are entirely consistent with the person who is painted in this uh, particular book. Now, I don't know how, I mean, it seems like uh, Elon Musk participated, a lot of his family members participated in, the, in, the, in this book. Uh, Walter Isaacson, well-known biographer, has done a lot of uh, big books over the years. So uh, it seems reliable, uh, but you know, talking about how uh, one of the things they talk about often is his dad and how his dad was very, uh, you know, in Elon and everyone else in the family's words, basically abusive to them. Now, the dad denies this, but um, Elon basically said at times he would come home and just be berated by his dad for hours and hours on end, told he was worthless, that he couldn't do anything. He was never going to amount to anything. He was stupid. All of these terrible things for a father to do to a son. But it kind of paints a picture Oh, and he was, I should add, he was not allowed to leave. So he had to stay there and just stand in front of his dad and take this for hours at a time. But that shows a picture of somebody who's not going to be intimidated by the mainstream media. If you've gone through that in your life, which has to be the most traumatic thing almost anyone could go through, you're really going to be, oh, wow, Media Matters is saying something bad about me. Who cares? I, what, what advertisers are pulling money away? Well, I've got $100 billion. Who cares what they say? Go F yourself. This go F yourself mentality is not something that just popped up because of this incident. It's something that has been in his life, his entire life. I mean, things like building electric cars when you're losing money and, and for years after year after year, and you're making all these decisions that everyone's saying are the dumbest business decisions in the world and you power through it. Why? Well, go F yourself. That's his answer to tons and tons and tons of things. And he's just applying the same logic that got him to the place that he is now to this particular interview. He's going to be very difficult to intimidate into getting in line. And that's what makes him so incredibly dangerous to the left. And that's why he will continue to be targeted until they can figure a way to take him out. You're not going to do it financially like you can with everybody else. But eventually, I will not be surprised at all if they come after him legally, they come after his company, they try to take away his livelihood and his life of freedom because that's what the left does. They don't just give up when someone does not respond to their pressure. They keep going and they keep going. And eventually, go F yourself no longer works. We'll see how far they go. Jeff Fisher going to join us next with a special Christmas announcement. Tis the season for holiday fun, time for gift giving, time for parties with friends and family, and of course, getting compliments everywhere you go because you look so much younger thanks to GenuCell. And from now until Christmas, GenuCell's most popular package is better than 70% off at GenuCell.com. You can treat yourself and a loved one to the absolute best in skincare with GenuCell. See the troubling forehead wrinkles, the fine lines, the skin redness, the pesky bags and puffiness, and yes, even a sagging jawline disappear right before your eyes with GenuCell's most popular collection. With its immediate effects, you'll see results in less than 12 hours guaranteed or your money back. Plus, included in every most popular package 
is your free hyaluronic acid serum for skin hydration that will restore your youthful appearance. This is all guaranteed, so you're not risking anything. Give it a shot, genucell.com slash stew, genucell.com slash stew. Enter the promo code stew, you'll get an additional 10% off your entire order. Great for you, great for a gift. Every order today is instantly upgraded to free express shipping. Genucell.com slash stew. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash stew. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. I'm joined now by Jeff Fisher, host of Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher, right here on Blaze TV. And, of course, get the podcast. Make sure you check it out. And, uh, Jeffy, we've been teasing a big announcement. And you're involved in this announcement. I'm excited. This is a pretty exciting I am excited. Um, it has to do with your holiday season and how wonderful your holiday season is going to be. And it brings us back to a little film uh, that Jeffy and I and many others around here made just a few years ago. Watch Hey-oh, I hear you got a crapper to be plunged. Yes, I stopped up the crapper. I've just been so stressed with my store closing that last night I binged on fig pudding. Ooh, that'll stop yeah. up a crapper, all right. I, know. I love fig pudding and the crapper. Really? We have so much in common. I love fig pudding, and I clogged up my crapper last night, too. <laughs> I got to tell you, uh -huh. I'm still mm -hmm. uh, hurt. Mm -hmm. There's no Emmy. There's no Oscar. There's no Tony. I thought they no mailed it to you. None of it. Yeah. Uh, it's, Did you get I, an EGOT? I should have. You should have. I mean, uh, for your role in A Christmas thank Twist, you. a movie we made here for Blaze TV, and it's become a Christmas classic. And uh, Jeffy, of course, a very important role. That was Jeffy and my wife, Lisa Page. And just the burgeoning moments of their relationship. One of the most disturbing relationships in television history or Whoa. movie history, in my particular opinion. It's one I have nightmares about, I will say. Really? Um, however, uh, yeah, you love this movie. Uh, you, I would guess, I mean, it's every year. It's one of the most requested things that we do. I mean, it was basically a little, like, yeah. takeoff on Hallmark movies. And they it, copied it. Then we that's true. Copies. This is actually, I think, legitimately true. After we made this movie, which was a loose sort of stylistic parody of a Hallmark movies, movies called yeah. A Christmas Twist, um, about a woman who has a cookie store, a Christmas cookie store. Right. Um, Hallmark, in reality, made a movie that almost is identical Absolutely. to the pl plot line of A Christmas Twist. Yes. I swear they no, saw this. 
and then tried to turn it from a parody into a regular movie. No, I mean, they did. It, it's in rotation. It is. I mean, the lady owns a cookie factory or whatever. It's yeah. in rotation. It's, it's the deal. It's the plot thing. is almost identical. Yeah. It's hilarious. And if they did that, if, I, I'm not suing you. I love you for it. It's, it's, it's hilarious. I'm Jeffy not going out on that limb. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but this is uh, our big announcement today is on Christmas Day, 24 hours of a Christmas twist coming to YouTube.com slash Stu Does America. Yes, you'll get the same movie replayed for 24 consecutive hours How on YouTube. How sweet is that? It's the best way to spend it. That your is awesome. Screw your family. Screw, uh, you know, getting the together. Families and families should all be viewing it. You should just be on your TV all day. Yes, I know there's 24 hours of a Christmas story. You've seen it already. You've probably seen it a bunch of times. How many times? I mean, this is not nearly as long as a Christmas story. You're going to be able to watch this movie. <laughs> Like hundreds of times. Have we figured probably. out how, how long that No, I mean, be? I think it's, what is it, 15, 20 minutes maybe? I think so, yeah. So, I mean, you're going to go like three or four, four times an hour. an hour. Like, I guess it's not going to be hundreds, but it's going to be maybe close to 100 yeah. uh, times in one day, and that's for you. And you're welcome, now, by if, the way. If you go to YouTube.com slash America, I don't know if it's up yet. It's going to be up. Basically, there's going to be a, a place. We'll, we'll tweet it out on social media and everything as well, um, where you can go there and put, you can get in the wait, waiting room for this movie already. Uh, and it'll give you a nice big countdown to the moment where it begins. That is fantastic. I mean, I mean it's awesome. It is. It we're is. celebrating a Christmas twist. Now, since we're celebrating, mm-hmm. I wanted to uh, bring something that I, I don't know if we can give it to a winner that's uh, you know the best viewer of the Christmas twist. Okay. Maybe we give it to Mercury One and, or sell it to Mercury One. Mm-hmm. Let's give it to Mercury One. Mm-hmm. Uh, sell it to Mercury One. But I wanted to bring, I brought an authentic replica uh, it's a th- authentic replica of the plunger that I used in a Christmas twist. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, hey, oh, uh, Yeah, wow. I, uh, I'm, I'm brought back into that scene. I as know. You do that. I know. So I just thought maybe, you know, I'd sign it. You know, you were in the movie. You could sign it too, I guess. Oh, wow. Thank you. Yeah. I was. Yeah, I had a brief it's your movie. in the movie. Yeah, yeah it's, it's your deal. And so it's, it's not the actual plunger. Which I believe was a used plunger at the time we used it. <laughs> That's correct. Not a cl- it was not off the shelf, I'll tell you that. No, it was not. Um, but this is, this is a this, clean one. This is, an, uh, this is a certified authentic replica. Certified I'm certifying authentic it. I'm certifying replica, it. So certified replica of a plunger of a movie that is going to be on YouTube on Christmas. That's correct. That's 24, a- 24 hours, the entire day of Christmas. Um, will you certify to the audience that you will not use it in the interim before we send it to them? Yes, I'll certify that I won't use this authentic certified, certified replica, replica plunger. plunger. Yes, I promise. Okay, there you go. So this will no, not this be... Is, this is collectors. It will not be dipped in the toilet collectors. in any way? No, no, fine. Go. That's a good... By the way, we find out we're getting word from the control room. It will play 102 times on oh, nice. Christmas Day, which really, for some people, will ruin the holiday, but... Um, for you, you will you will very much appreciate. Wow, that hurts. It. No, some people could not can't ruin the holiday. There's no right. way. You, and seriously, you don't have to watch it 102 times. I mean, 40 is probably enough. Maybe 50. I wouldn't. You know, you know, if you want to go, if you want to do it 102, that's fine. You know how on Thanksgiving when you get up and you put the Macy's Day Parade on and then you watch the dog show and it's just on. <laughs> yes, that's what happens. Yes, that's, that's what America does. Mm-hmm. You get up on Christmas morning, the little rugrats open their presents. Merry Christmas, ho ho ho. Christmas twist on TV. There you go. You just put it on. I know. It's part, it's it's part, part of the, the holidays. Like on Thanksgiving, you're watching NFL football. 
Well, you know, um, after the dog show. After the dog show. On Christmas, you're watching a Christmas twist. And New Year's, of course, is college football. I know. I mean, we are getting into that season where it's going to be wall-to-wall college football bowl games. It's been wall-to-wall college football. I mean, last weekend was tremendous. I'm willing to talk college football. If you want to talk college football. I I, I 100% mean, I – look – you're welcome, by the way, if we have some way, find a way to... Are going to sign it? Do, 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 do we have yeah. a Sharpie? Oh. Yeah, I do, actually. All right. We'll sign this as we talk college football. Okay. Uh, I'm willing to talk college football, man. I mean, last weekend was awesome, and this weekend coming up is uh, championship weekend. And depending on what happens, I mean, the playoffs rankings could be thrown into chaos, which would be fun. A lot of people want teams to lose, mm-hmm. so they get thrown in, so the whole thing gets thrown into chaos. Yes, everyone wants the chaos. I don't know why. Uh, uh, you know. Just because it sounds fun, yeah. but nobody will be happy. Well, f- f- nobody will be happy. No one will be happy. First of all, four teams is not enough for this. you got to go to eight. I, I, a lot of people want 16. I'm fine with 16, but eight would be enough that you definitely would have the best team in America in the tournament. Right, like yes. The problem with four is like you could have the fifth best. Like I would say right now, you could argue Oregon is the best team in the nation, and they're they wouldn't be in it right now. Well, you could argue it. They only have one loss. They're playing great football, Mm -hmm. Uh, and so what happens if we have chaos? Right? Okay, so Alabama beats Georgia. They both have one loss. Uh, and Alabama will be the SEC champion. Are you going to keep Georgia, the back-to-back national champions, out of the playoffs? You have uh, could Iowa beat Michigan? I would argue. Well, I mean, really, I don't think Michigan has a problem with Iowa. But if uh, this, if you're going to beat Michigan, now's the weekend to do it. Uh, they got Harbaugh coming back. Mm-hmm. They're taking a breath. They're, they're away from us against the world. They've beaten Ohio State. They've got the big games. Iowa's got nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. But I don't think they have the horses to beat Michigan. They may hang around for Ten minutes. Yeah, right. Twelve minutes, <laughs> and then it'll happen. be over. Yeah. But I was, you know, there's so some solid teams. You just have to win, right? So you have, then you have uh, Oregon and Washington play. Mm-hmm. Washington beat them earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. Oregon beats them now. Who are you putting in? I mean, they're the they're the Pac-12 champions. Then this is why you need more. I know. Teams, right? Like, there's no. Re- both of those teams should be in a tournament to figure out absolutely who the champion. And, and then you have Florida State, who they, you know, everyone they're undefeated, but have they played anybody? They just lost their quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, Georgia, of course, is still. They're undefeated. Number one. Yeah, Georgia's they're, number one. They're, they're undefeated. Pretty right. Pretty much. I mean, it would be very surprising to see them not be in the Final Four. If they, oh, well, yeah, but if Alabama beats them, yeah, then what? Who do? You, their, Alabama will be the SEC champions, See, not I, Georgia. To me, if you don't win your conference tournament, if you don't win, you don't get in. Like, if you're going to have you – con- I don't care. You have to w- – this is how playoffs work, right? I know. You, if you, know. you had to win I'm your conference you. to get you. to the Super Bowl, right? I'm with you, yes. You can't win your conference and then not get – it doesn't make any sense to no, me. And they do this all the time. Sense. They're like, well, actually, this happened with Alabama one year, and they didn't even play in the conference championship, and they put them in the Final Four. Like, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand why they do it this way. Add one more week. People like the sport. Well, next, Let ne- them watch the sport. Next year we go to, uh, to 12 teams, right? Is it 12? So, yeah. I mean, so eight it works. would do it. 12 is weird. I don't know why they do that with buys and stuff. Just make it eight. Everyone plays. I don't Plus, know, with whatever. the way college football, you want to talk about college football, plus with what's happening. I mean, the Pac-12 is no more. 
all those teams going into the Big Ten, the Big 12, and Big 12 teams coming to the SEC. I mean, it's just, it's going to, that throws everything into a turmoil. And so uh, it's going to be very, very strange. Uh, you know, I, I'm happy that my, uh, you know, my college team, the Missouri Tigers, are 10 and 2. And yeah, they were. They're going to be. They're going to be playing in a J6 Bowl. I'm good to go. Yeah. I don't call it a January 1st Bowl anymore. It's January. A J- it's a January 6th Bowl. <laughs> it's, a, it's a holiday. Uh, speaking of the January 6th ties, um, I think Donald Trump should only campaign at college football stadiums. Because he, it's incredible. Every the time guy, he shows up. He's the most popular guy in the world at college football stadiums. Every time he shows up, you're going to hear, you're going to hear the crowds cheer, and then you're going to get the stories that say how much they booed him. Yeah. It's great. It's really fascinating how did, to me. Because I watched the clip. I heard the crowd. Yeah. How did I see headlines about him being booed? He, you find, was he booed you by find four one, people yeah, outside the stadium? You find one yeah. guy, uh, you know, or a family mm-hmm. in section 124 <laughs> yeah. that's booing him. Yep, look at that. He was booed because, uh, you know, you have another 80,000 cheering for him. That would uh, be a great case. Just show up to the college games. There you go. Just show up. You don't have to, you don't have to pay for any of the crowd stuff. You don't have to, you know, like, you know, come up with the insurance for the, for the event. Just show up at college football up. stadiums. How you doing? You don't have to. You might say something stupid. You don't have to say anything stupid. Just wave. Just wave. They show all up, cheer go for out you. on the field. Wave. I, Talk them into letting you flip the coin if you want to. Yeah. I, How you doing? How you guys doing? Cheapest it's campaign ever. Just sh- and, you get, and you get to watch a free game. It's it's amazing. Well, no, he's not sticking around. No, he yeah. probably doesn't. <laughs> um, last one here on on the on the sports situation. There was this kid earlier this week who had. He was yeah. t- talked about having Kansas blackface City. and the native headdress. Uh, they Deadspin came out, targeted the kid, basically made him look like a racist. They didn't show the other side of his face, which was of course. red. Of course. Uh, he was in Kansas City Chiefs garb, but that's all it was. Um, you know, everyone's saying, oh, well, they need, he needs to sue Deadspin and own Deadspin, a five-year-old owner of Deadspin, which I love that narrative. <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, but now, at least, and I, you know, we don't know for sure, but it seems like, in his family was Native American heritage. Like, he wasn't even just throwing on a chief's hat. He actually has a Native American heritage throughout so his now family. now what? Now what? Now what? I mean, I, like, I honestly, if this kid does not own Deadspin, which, I don't know, it's probably loaded with so much debt, you might not want to own it. But if he should be owning it by the end of the week. I mean, there should be at least some uh, some money involved mm-hmm. to this kid and this family. I mean, it's ridiculous. The other thing is... a child like that. The other sad thing is, and, and I'm with you on that 100%, it's ridiculous. The kid is a, is a fan of football. He dresses up like his favorite team in the Kansas City Chiefs, and he puts on the face paint like, I don't know, 90% of the players on the field and goes to the game to celebrate the game, and he gets called out wrongly. Uh, for being, you know, blackface, mm-hmm. wrongly. It, it's just uh, how we edit things and uh, crop things now is just incredible. And so then the question is, you know, the, the original question, which scares me with the NFL getting called out, what will they do? Because the NFL, Roger Goodell's pretty woke on that stuff. Mm. Uh, he's pretty woke on, hey, you guys, uh, you know, maybe we need to stop that kind of thing. He, I don't know if you can. He, I don't know if he you can. He knows his audience, though. I mean, like, you know, the Colin Kaepernick thing was never embraced by the NFL like it would have been in basketball. They they tolerated it. You know, they 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 stood there with their hands together for one week 
And then, you know, they put end racism in the end zone, and that was kind of it. Yeah. I do think that they are. You put it on the back of your helmet, too, if you want. Go ahead. No problem. Um, I don't know. At least they kind of know their audience. Look, everyone wants to end racism. No one wants racism. But a kid painting their face in Kansas City Chiefs colors is not racism. Um, And then we have the, you know, you talk about uh, the Redskins and the Chiefs and the Redskins. I mean, when you look at the Washington Commanders football team uh, stands, I see a lot of redskin stuff. Yeah. I don't see a lot of commander stuff. No one stuff. cares about the commanders. Certainly no one cares about the football team. What they care about are the Redskins, right? That's the yeah. team. That's the real team. That's who they are. And so and I, I refuse to call them the commanders. I, I, I just keep saying the Redskins. I don't care. Correct me every time. I'm just going to keep saying it. I don't care. I'm say, I, I, they take this stuff away for no reason. I'm not going to so call them the Guardians either. I know. It's stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> we all know it's stupid. And we have to sit here and pretend like it's rational or like we're doing the right thing. Or we're all coming together. It's not. It's just dumb. Yeah. It's, it's acting like people are not adults. We all, even if the names were really bad, which in Redskins' case, they were not. The people no, who are no, Native no. Americans, and 90% I mean, of the, them supported their it. Their tribes are trying to fight to get it back. Yeah, they're trying to get it back. But, like, even if it was a name that was a little uh, distasteful, like, it's a reminder of our history. You know what I mean? Like, and we should. Well, we can't have that. We've got to rewrite our history. Yeah, I know. We have to. It's, it's really amazing. All I right, know. Jeff Fisher. Uh, of course, you're talking about this so much more on Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts, make sure to check that out. I don't know what we're going to do with this yet. We'll, we'll figure out a way. We'll, we'll get it out. Into, maybe we should have the whole cast sign it. Glenn and Lisa and Pat. There's plenty of room. Uh-huh. Maybe set think? it on a golden throne. Yes. And then uh, maybe Mercury One can get like $8 or something. We, can, we, can. we can't save someone from Afghanistan, but we can save their luggage. Uh, uh, you know what? I'm all for that. <laughs> there I'm you good go. With that. There you go, Jeffy. Uh, thanks so much for coming on the program. Make sure to check out Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher wherever you get your podcast. Jeffy, thanks. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders, no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Very strange happenings uh, here in Dallas, actually, um, around Mark Cuban. And it's a bizarre story that seems to point to something else uh, right around the corner. Let me just bring you back here. First of all, Mark Cuban uh, goes on a podcast and says he's going to be leaving Shark Tank. Now, he's been on Shark Tank for a zillion years, I think 16 years he's been on Shark Tank. Uh, you know, you can say, okay, he's, he's got a lot of money. He's invested a lot, millions of dollars through Shark Tank uh, at these various companies. But, like, you can see, okay, I'm kind of sick of doing this reality show. Man, eh, you walk away, not that big of a, a story after 16 years. Now, the next step in the story is the Las Vegas Sands Company, and they sell $2 billion of shares in their company, and they say it's for uh, the, they're getting the billion, $2 billion because they want to uh, purchase a share in an, an NBA team, or they say a sports franchise, I think. Well, we find out later that it is the Dallas Mavericks. Of course, that's Mark Cuban's team. So Mark Cuban is selling a majority of the Mavs to the uh, owner of the Sands Corporation, uh, of course, uh, Sheldon Adelson, and his, uh, his, who has passed away um, a couple years ago, uh, and his wife, now former wife, um, Miriam. Um, so 
she's buying the majority of the Mavs, but Cuban is going to stay on and still control the team, which is a pretty good gig if you can get it. Because, I mean, look, owning the team is fine, but, like, what you want to do if you're an owner of a team is, of course, you want to be the fantasy team owner, right? Like, you want to be the guy who's making the trades and signing the free agents and all the fun stuff, right? Owning the team is, I mean, what do you get out of that? I mean, it's, you can make a lot of money, but... The fun of it is, of course, running the basketball operations. He's going to maintain running basketball operations, it seems, at least for the time being, but lose control of the actual franchise itself. And bizarrely, he's also talking about potentially moving from the arena they're currently in, which is in downtown Dallas, American Airlines Center, uh, to a new arena, which, shockingly enough, conveniently enough, as this announcement comes out, is going to potentially uh, exist in a casino resort. Now, there's one little thing about the Dallas Mavericks uh, that has a little uh, problem, a little fly in that ointment, is that none of that stuff's legal in Texas. Like, you can't really do much of anything in Texas when it comes to gambling. Uh, outside of like the lottery, I think. So you really can't do much. You have to go to Oklahoma for all that if you want to uh, go to a casino. So all sorts of crazy speculation going on now. Uh, Some people are even speculating that he wants to move the Mavs out of Dallas. I think that would be very, very shocking. But to a place that I don't know, maybe has gambling like, I don't know, Las Vegas. Is that real? Probably uh, not. Secondarily, there's the idea that he maybe knows that we are around the corner of gambling becoming legal in Texas, which would be a, a massive story. I mean, like, it is a huge, huge development in that industry because Texas has a lot of people, a lot of people uh, uh, that have cash they want to throw around. A lot of people take that money out of state for various, di- diff- various different places. If the Las Vegas Sands could build a re- casino resort in Texas and it becomes legal, uh, you put the arena down there, this all fits together very, very nicely. Could it be that? The other piece of speculation is that maybe Mark Cuban is cleaning up his business um, side of things because he wants to run for president. Now, he is saying uh, no, that is not it. Mark Cuban is saying he has no plans to run for the White House in 2024. He has talked to uh, apparently the No Labels group about potentially uh, some stuff. He kind of flirted with a run in 2020. Maybe I'll run as an independent. I mean, I don't, you know, is that serious? It's hard to imagine it actually being successful, but it's one of those things that he's talked about and flirted with for a long time. He's saying, though, at least at this point, no plans to run. Now, that doesn't mean no, but it does uh, at least not indicate it's going to be an announcement anytime that is imminent. The whole thing is bizarre, though. I mean, it's Cuban is so tied as part of his public identity to the Mavs. It's hard to imagine the team existing with him not being the owner, but that is apparently uh, where we're going. And he's had a pretty successful run with the Mavs. I mean, they won the championship in 2011, just uh, crushing the hopes of LeBron James that particular year, which made everything in the world worthwhile in 2011. Um, But then uh, since then, it's been a little bit bumpy. He made the playoffs a bunch of times, but has never really been a serious championship contender other than one year where he made the conference uh, uh, finals a couple years ago. Uh, but not really a, a legit threat to take the title. So that is, uh, that's the state of affairs with Mark Cuban. Uh, all you can say by these stories is something else is coming. What is it? We don't know yet, but something else is very much around the corner.
Let's say you're looking to move your sports franchise out of the state into another place where gambling exists. You may need a new home. And if you need one, you need realestateagentsitrust.com. No, I don't think that's actually going to happen. Uh, realestateagentsitrust.com is a place to go where you can find the best agent in your town. Uh, whether you're buying or selling a home, doesn't really matter. A lot of people only will get uh, selling agents, and they're like, well, I'm buying. I'll just use the agent of the seller. I don't think that's a great idea. Honestly, you need someone on your side of the transaction to make sure that, you know, they're looking out for you. The, the other person is hired by the seller. They're looking out for the seller. Get an agent when you're a buyer, and my, that's my advice to you. But uh, realestateagentsitrust.com will get you the best agent on either side of the transaction. You need the person with the best results in your area. You need the person who knows how to bring a sale uh, down the line and finish it off uh, all the way around the bases, bring it to home, nicely in the best way possible and make the conversation and um, uh, transaction the best possible way it can go, bring it to the conclusion the best possible way it can. Uh, it's realestateagentsitrust.com. Free service to you. Check it out now. Realestateagentsitrust.com. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. One of the interesting things that has happened in, in our society since October 7th is sort of the veil dropping away. Uh, people who normally would have these sort of couched statements about, well, look, we're not uh, anti-Semitic, we're anti-Jew, we're not pro-Hamas, we're just basically people who think that, uh, you know, Israel is, is, is an occupying power and, and, and the Palestinians have a right to their state. It's a two-state solution. They come up with this nice little language. And I don't know, the more you press them on it, like it doesn't seem like they really have any place for the Jews to be in Israel at all. But rarely do they actually come out and say, yeah, we support Hamas. Hamas is actually the good guys in this, in this debate. They won't go that far. Since October 7th, we've seen more and more of that sort of peek through. And if you are one of the people who says, come on, no one supports Hamas. It's a terrorist organization. Let me present to you a couple of people, um, several actually, uh, who are presenting their opinions to the Oakland City Council. This is amazing footage, and it's happening in, all over the country. Watch this. There's not been beheadings of babies and rapings. Israel murdered their own people on October 7th. Calling Hamas a terrorist organization is ridiculous, racist, and plays into genocidal propaganda that is flooding our media and that we should be doing everything possible to combat. I support the right of Palestinians to resist occupation, including through Hamas, the armed wing of the unified Palestinian resistance. As an Arab, asking with this context to condemn Hamas is very anti-Arab racist. The notion that this was a massacre of Jews is a fabricated narrative. Many of those killed on October Thank 7th, you, your time is up. including children, were killed by the IDF. An amendment condemning Hamas is bald propaganda meant to... Thank you. Your time is up. To hear them complain about Hamas violence is like listening to a wife beater complain when his wife finally stands up and fights back. Question. Did anyone else notice that those who oppose this resolution are old white supremacists? There's been a lot of atrocity propaganda ranging from claims of beheaded babies to mass rape. Hamas is not a terrorist organization just because the U.S. and Israel um, deems it so. Hamas is a resistance organization that is fighting for the liberation of Palestinian people and their land. And that wasn't one person. That was nine people from just one meeting all of whom said basically in some form or the other, either the attacks were not even real and the Jews didn't die, or the IDF killed them on the, from the Israeli side, or on the other side of that, they're just blatantly just saying Hamas actually is okay, they're a good group of people doing things that are positive. It's a crazy world we live in. I mean, I cannot believe that this stuff is, is being uttered. I mean, you don't see 
tons of examples of, uh, uh, of city council meetings where KKK members stand up and say these types of things, because that's what it should, it should be compared to. Um, you know, it is, it is horrific. And the fact that it's actually happening now in our country over and over and over again should not, I guess at this point, should not be a surprise to me. But seeing these people actually put their faces next to this, with the exception of the one person still wearing the COVID mask, um, is really, really a fascinating thing to watch. And I got to say, I'm stunned by it. I mean, we all know that these hatreds are not new. They are old hatreds. They've been around for a very, very long time. But to see people uttering them in public so comfortably is just it's just it just shakes you at the core. Okay, so here's what happened. An Ohio attorney has been suspended. And I was initially going to give him a little bit of a defense here. And I'll just give you what he did. He pooped at a Pringles can. And that's not ideal, okay? He left it in a parking lot of a criminal advocacy center. Now, my defense was going to be, if you're going to poop somewhere, the second best place in the world to do it, other than a toilet, is a Pringles can. Like, it's better than doing it in the woods or just outside if you're having an emergency because then, you know, someone could step in it. Pringles can. It's like a self-contained thing, and then you just throw it away. I think it's actually a pretty good option. I will say after reading the story, though, it's a little more complicated than that because his defense was that he has done it a bunch of times. In fact, he's put his poop in Pringles cans and randomly thrown them from the car at least 10 times this year. That's a lot. Uh, and it, he says it's a prank. He says he did it at this place. I swear I didn't mean this place. The place, though, he dropped the poop he was going to see in court 15 minutes later. So I don't think I can provide a defense to this gentleman. <laughs> 